Another week, another road challenge, another game in the NFC East. This is a bounce back time for the Philadelphia Eagles, and we'll explore that along with a whole lot more in this Eagles Live podcast, episode 43. Hello, everyone. I'm insider Dave Spadaro at the NovaCare Complex, and admittedly, it's been a tough week for this football team. The loss last Sunday night to Dallas was a heartbreaker, so head coach Doug Peterson gave his team two days off to rest and recover. But then came the news that wide receiver Josh Huff had been arrested for driving under the influence, possession of marijuana in his automobile, and carrying a handgun without a permit in New Jersey. Huff was released from the team on Thursday, as Howie Roseman explains. We've made the decision to release Josh Huff. The last 48 hours, we've spent a lot of time discussing this as an organization, going through our process, gathering information. We just want to go through a process, gather all the information, and then sit down as an organization and make a decision that we think is the right decision for the Philadelphia Eagles. For us, we just felt, based on the circumstances and the facts involved, that um, it was the right thing to do for our football team. I think that it's disappointing that we have to stand up here and do this. We're trying to build something, and we're trying to build something that lasts and some of that means that we're gonna have to make some hard decisions and all we can do is do what we think is right for the Philadelphia Eagles. With all of that, the Eagles turn their collective attention to the New York Giants and the 1 p.m. kickoff on Sunday at MetLife Stadium. Let's first tackle something that has eluded the young in many areas, Eagles, in losses at Detroit and at Dallas, finishing games strong with a lead in the fourth quarter. The Eagles lost to the Lions and, of course, to Dallas after holding leads in the fourth quarter of both games. What is the solution for this football team? Some players weighed in. First, wide receiver Jordan Matthews. I think just in those moments, everybody has to really lock in on what their main job is. You know, I think sometimes it's innate that when you think you've got the game under control, everybody kind of, you know, takes that deep breath, and then that's when we slip up. That's when there's misassignments. That's when the ball gets put on the ground, whether it's at receiver, running back, any position. That's when guys just aren't focused on the minor details, and then those are things that will kill you. And so it's just saying, okay, like when we come in the huddle, maybe if next time we're in a game in that situation and we're up late, it's like, hey, everybody lock in. Whatever your job is, do that for the next six seconds every single play, and let's go ahead and finish these guys. Don't start looking ahead. Don't start relaxing. Keep that same strength. Keep that same energy that we had at the beginning of the game. Quarterback Carson Wentz can't point to anything exactly with regards to the offense other than executing the playbook. I don't think anything specific is happening. We're just not executing. You know, I think it's plain and simple. But like you said, it is frustrating. You know, as an offense to have chances on whether you're down or tied, whatever it may be, to win at the end um, and to not come through, it's definitely frustrating as an offense. So, you know, we're looking forward to bouncing back from that. Middle linebacker Jordan Hicks, from his perspective, wants to see the team stay aggressive for 60 minutes. In order to finish those games, we've got to be on point in each phase, you know, and it takes all of us. So I think it's falling back on the basics, falling back on the techniques and, you know, what gets us into that situation and then just sticking together. You know, confidence has to go through the roof at that point and know that you're going to finish the game instead of just playing not to lose. Our confidence is high. We've seen how good we can be against some of the best teams in the NFL, you know. So we believe that no matter what game we enter into, no matter our opponent, we're obviously going to have a chance to win. And that's, you know, for us, the biggest anything. We know we're confident in the fact that we can get the job done no matter who we're going against, and I don't think that's wavered at all. 
Safety Malcolm Jenkins understands ultimately that finishing strong on Sunday is a mentality and a series of actions that begins much earlier in the week. You don't just show up on Sunday and all of a sudden think you're going to finish a game. It's the way you go about everything, whether it be your meetings, your practices, your drills, uh, your lifts. You got to finish everything, and it's got to be you know a lifestyle. And I think this team understands what it takes. We understand how to mess it up at this point and what things do mess it up, whether it be turnovers, you know, missing your job or whatever. That's something that moving forward have to emphasize that as the game gets tighter and the game comes to an end, those mistakes are, you know, exponential. And that's when you need to be able to focus in more. You need to be able to, to come up with some energy, some momentum and do your job. You know, finish isn't about somebody making a spectacular play at the end of the game. It's just about having the composure to do your job and do the simple things over and over and over again for the duration of the game. That's what we're working towards. And, and once we start doing that, I think our outcomes will be what we want. Now, on to the Giants and the NFC East picture. Both teams are 4-3 and three behind the Dallas Cowboys, although the Eagles are 0-2 in the division. So this is a very, very important game for Philadelphia. Playing a team it has generally had a lot of success against of late. The Eagles are 13-3 against the Giants, dating back to 2008, and have won four straight games against New York. What does it mean for the Eagles? Well, Wentz, in his matter-of-fact way, puts it in perspective. Obviously, these division games are huge, especially the situation we're in right now. This division, you know, um, everybody's got a winning record right now. So uh, all these games are important for us, especially to kind of bounce back. Tough loss on Sunday. I'm really looking forward to it. That's for sure. I'm wide receiver Jordan Matthews of the Philadelphia Eagles. Touchdown! Touchdown! Matthews! Jordan Matthews! You're listening to the Eagles Live Podcast. In our exclusive weekly one-on-one interview with Doug Peterson, the head coach makes it very clear that a big-time rebound is expected on Sunday against the Giants. Doug, the New York Giants have upgraded their defense. What have you seen in studying them? You know, in Vernon and JPP, these guys are really dynamic pass rushers off the edge. Uh, They're big interior defensive tackles, really push the pocket well. They're really good in the back end as well, coverage-wise, and they're playing good. They're playing sound defense. Coach Bagnola's got them doing several things on defense, give you a a multitude of looks and packages, so it's going to be another good test for us. How difficult is it to bounce back for this football team after the tough loss in Dallas? It's hard, you know, it's hard to bounce back you know that's why I gave the guys a couple days off so they could kind of clear their heads and minds and get ready to go this week for practice. How's Carson been with all the ups and downs the scrutiny teams now having a bunch of film on him to study his strengths his weaknesses? He's doing well he's doing really well and he just has to continue to learn and understand you know what we're trying to get done from a game plan standpoint and you know how we're trying to attack defenses it's definitely a different animal in the National Football League than the collegiate world and he's learning every week every game's a different set of circumstances for him and yet he's getting better and he's showing great improvement. Three star for Big V at right tackle. Can you give us a progress report? I tell you what, he's getting better every week. He's getting a little more confident every week. What I like to see is he's taking that Washington game where I felt like he was a little more passive, and the last two games he's been more aggressive. He's attacking defensive ends. He's jumping defensive ends. He's coming down on three techniques and doing the things that, that we know he's capable and what we've seen on film, and he's gaining confidence and he's playing well. What would you like to see more of from this offense? Well, one, from my standpoint, I would like to see us attack downfield a little bit more in the passing game. I've been pleased with the run game. I think it's been a good mix of runs uh, inside and outside, you know, zone traps, things like that. We've been efficient throwing the ball, but I think the biggest thing now is getting back to that down the field, you know, 15, 20 plus chunk plays, which, you know, as we go down the stretch, we're going to need. Doug, thank you. Thanks, Dave. 
The Eagles know they are going to have their hands full on defense against a dynamic New York receiving core featuring Odell Beckham Jr., Victor Cruz, and rookie Sterling Shepard. Here is coordinator Jim Schwartz talking about that very issue, saying that playing great wide receivers are part of the weekly challenge in the NFL. You know, he's tough. We've had some good receivers this year. You know, really starting with Pryor, you know, I think he flew a little bit below the radar in that first game, but, you know, made a couple plays. I think that maybe we sort of looked at as fluke plays, and now we've seen over the course of the season they weren't fluke plays. But, you know, whether it was him, Alshon Jeffrey, Antonio Brown, it seems like every week there's a guy like that. You know, Beckham's similar to Brown in some ways. He's got extreme quickness. He can take a short pass and go to distance with it. He can threaten every inch of the field lengthwise and widthwise. And it's not just him down the field. We got to do a great job of tackling him. I said before, this guy might be the best hitch runner in the NFL, just meaning a three-step hitch. He's strong. He can stop on a dime. He's strong coming back to make the catch, and then he can run after the catch. And all those things make him very dangerous, not just down the field, which a lot of people see, but in that short area. So, you know, we have our work cut out for us. We're going to have to mix our coverages up. We're going to have to tackle when he does catch the ball because, you know, sometimes he is going to catch it, and we have to limit those big plays. He makes plays all over the field. And it's not just him, though. Their receiving crew has made a lot of plays, and they obviously have a Super Bowl-winning quarterback that puts those guys in position. It's not just him. The defense in general has been strong for seven games. Nobody was pleased that Dallas went 90 yards to score a touchdown and then moved 75 yards for a game-winning touchdown in overtime on Sunday night. But as Jenkins says, the confidence level for this group is still very high. I still think we're really good defense. I think the last two weeks we played uh, really good. Obviously Sunday Sunday night uh, we played a a really good offense in in the Cowboys and we were putting some some tough positions with you know the fake punt, the turnover, and did a good job of making stops. Toward the end of the game, when we needed some big stops, we got them. Um, obviously, we didn't finish the way we wanted to, especially in overtime. But we didn't really give up the the big play. You know, they earned some. Dak did a good job of extending play sometimes. We had everybody covered, had them locked down. He just made a play. You know, in a few times where. You know, you, you watch on tape, we're close and, and to either getting to him, getting a sack or forcing a turnover and just came up one play short. And so, you know, I think it doesn't change what we feel about ourselves. We, th- we thought we played a really good game. Like I said, we just just one or two plays here or there that we can come up with really changes the whole outcome of the game. The only reason we really are sitting here feeling, you know, a little bad about where we are or even the reason that we're questioning that is because the outcome wasn't what we wanted it to be. But if you watch the game, we played some good ball. Like I said, they made some plays. They're a good offense, um, but we're playing some good ball right now on defense. How about something from the Giants' side of things? Quarterback Eli Manning has spent all week studying the Schwartz defense, and he knows he's going to get a lot of looks on Sunday. They're playing good football, you know. They uh, got a good scheme. They've uh, changed things up kind of week to week, and you know, do a great job getting pressure on the quarterback and disrupting the timing of the quarterback's uh, rhythm and stuff. So, um, you know, they're talented. They're talented on defense and playing good ball. Manning also has something to say about this rivalry, one that dates back to 1933. The Eagles are 81, 85, and 2 all-time against the Giants. You just know it's always an important game. There's not a lot of uh, lost love between the two. You know, fan base, I think, is where you kind of sense the hatred more, whether we're playing there or they're playing here. So, you know, it's always a tough team to go against and a lot of close games and coming down to the fourth quarter. And so I think, you know, had to expect that and be ready ready to play that type of game and know it's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough. That's the way we want it.
a win would get the Eagles to 5-3 and three at the midway point of this regular season and put the team right in the thick of things in the NFC playoff picture. A fact not lost on the voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese, in this Merrill Minute. The Eagles are in the Super Bowl! The Eagles are in the It's Groundhog Day! They did it again! The bottom of the end zone! I don't believe it! This game should be in a museum! It's amazing. Here we are, the Eagles are heading into their eighth game of the season, the halfway mark, and you look around the NFL, and there's only one team that you can look at right now and say they really seem to be heading for the Super Bowl, and that is the New England Patriots. Look at all the other teams. I mean, the only other team with one loss is Dallas, and the Eagles played them to the hilt, and in the minds of a lot of us, should have beaten the Dallas Cowboys. But other teams in the league, Seattle, just coming off a loss to New Orleans. Minnesota, they were an unbeaten team until two weeks ago, and right now they're a mess, having lost to the Bears last Monday night. There really are no great teams. I mean, Denver's up at the top of their division. Are they a great team? I don't think so. And you look at all of these teams, they're all grouped together. So there's an opportunity for the Eagles in this second half of the season to bounce back against the New York Giants and take off from there. They are right in the thick of things, but they have got to rebound this week. In this week's press coverage, Ike Reese discusses the state of the team as it tries to get back to the emotional level it displayed on Sunday night in Dallas. Can the Eagles play a full 60 minutes and beat the Giants? Here is our press coverage. Ike gets the New York Giants this week, and I know that is a rivalry that you always really enjoyed. Oh, no doubt about it. You know, we talk about some of the other rivals in the NFC East, and I get it. Fans, they hate the Cowboys, but the Giants have always been my number one team in this division that I just couldn't stand losing to. Goes back to my uh, you know, earlier years being here, I think they had beat us like eight times in a row, three times in 2000. And so when we finally got over that hump, I still remember the game 01 on Monday Night Football up there when we finally broke that losing streak to them. I still count that as one of the biggest victories that I had here as an Eagle. And it was always a hard fought, tough game. A lot of trash talkers on their side, the stray hands, the Michael Barrows, those guys. And we just always tend to get up for them to play. I mean, when I was here, that was our more emotionally field game. It was always against the New York Giants. So it might be a challenge for these players to come off such an emotional game and a tough loss on Sunday night. Do you worry about that at all? Sure, a little bit because it was a deflating loss to them. Man. They pretty much outplayed the Cowboys for three and a half quarters and to come out of that game without the victory, it can have a lingering effect. But you know how it is in this league. You don't have long to dwell on things that happened the week before, good or bad. You got to move on to the next game, man. The New York Giants are well rested. They see a wounded animal, so to speak and the Eagles coming off this tough loss they're playing at home and the Giants also know about the success the Eagles have had against them in recent memory so especially up there so those guys are going to be ready to play New York Giants will the Eagles have to do a great job of making sure they can match the intensity that they're going to need to win on the road against a divisional opponent Ike how big is this game to me it's a potential season saver you know if you come out of this game with a W you're five and three at the halfway point you feel a lot better about what you've done in the first half of the season. This team still is in a sort of a rebuilding while trying to win at the same time mode. I think it lessens the impact of the Cowboy loss if you can get a win here in New York. So I think it's a potential seizing, changing sort of a game and it's one we need to have. We all know about the Giants in the passing game. So if you're Jim Schwartz, how do 
you defend against all of those receivers in that passing game? In my opinion, you can't allow Eli Manning to sit back there comfortable to throw to these guys. I mean, he has a nice uh, arsenal of weapons at his disposal. He struggled against the blitz this year. He's much like Sam Bradford in the sense that he's not a mobile quarterback, so you know where he's going to be at. And if Jim Swartz decides to dial up extra pressure against an offensive line that struggled, Eli's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league this year versus the blitz. He has four interceptions already. Doesn't take a lot of sacks because he'll throw the ball away, but he hasn't fared well against the blitz this year. And coming off what the Eagles have been able to do the last two weeks with the blitz, I think that's a recipe for success for them against Eli and this offense. Ike, what have you seen from the Eagles offense for seven games? And then what is the next step for this group? Well, you want to try to find some consistency. If I've seen anything from this offense, and this isn't necessarily a negative, it's just my observation, it's just too much inconsistency. At the running back position, at the wide receiver slash tight end positions, the quarterback is doing what he can to keep things afloat. You got to have help. When he throws the ball, you have to catch the ball. When the ball is handed off to guys late in the game with the lead, you have to hold on to the ball. You can't fumble it. There's certainly some potential here with this offense. Right now, through seven games, a lot of the things that have plagued us have been self-inflicted. And maybe that's just maturation process still undergoing with a lot of these young guys playing together for the first time in this offense. But I tell you, you see flashes every once in a while. But the biggest thing is you need to see more consistency from all the guys around Carson Wentz that, that, that would allow him to be the quarterback that we all see him as, which is a franchise guy. And maybe the answer is the same to this question. Loss in Detroit, loss at Dallas, can't close those two games. How do you learn to close? It's something you have to go through, and I'll tell you, after those two crushing defeats in Detroit and Dallas, I think the Eagles know now it's a 60-minute game. You have to play for 60 minutes in this league. There really is no lead that's safe. I think they're learning how to finish games. They get off to a great start. You just got to learn how to finish games, particularly on the road. It's different than playing at home when you have the crowd behind you, the crowd noise, and you feed off of that energy. When you're on the road, you got to create your own energy, and you create that energy through your play, and I think it's starts for this team with the defensive side of the ball. So I believe if they bring their A game on the road for four quarters, I think that carries over to success for them. Thanks, Ike. No problems, buds. Time now for some X's and O's. And for that, we go to Fran Duffy and our scouting report. All right, Dave. So whenever you look at this New York Giants football team, obviously you have the defense and Steve Spagnuolo and that pressure scheme. They like to bring heat, lots of extra rushers. But really what you want to focus on is this offense led by head coach Ben McAdoo. It's Eli Manning's third year now in this offensive scheme. And really what the mission statement is of that offense is they want to get the ball out of Manning's hands as quickly as possible and into the hands of their playmakers on the outside. They play a ton of three receiver sets now with Odell Beckham, Victor Cruz, who's now healthy and Sterling Shepard the rookie second round pick who is their slot receiver all three of these guys have made a lot of plays for them in the passing game and they really want to lull you to sleep with their basic quick game concepts it's a very vanilla scheme from that standpoint in that they want to get the ball out quickly but what they do at a really high level is that they complement those quick game schemes with a lot of double moves so all those basic slant routes the crossing routes the stick and option routes from the tight end and inside receivers they then complement those with double moves down down the field and you see so many big plays from this offense where Eli Manning throws a pump fake and then hits his receiver downfield on a double move. So what does that mean for the Eagles defense? They've got to be very disciplined with their technique. They've got to make sure that they are studying the receiver and not falling for any initial movement on that initial stem and really have to make sure that they are watching out for those double moves on the back end. I thought Nolan Carroll did a great job against Des Bryant in that respect a week ago against Dallas. He defended a double move downfield in the end zone. They will need a repeat effort this week week against the Giants.
That'll do it for this week's Eagles Live podcast, episode 43. Thanks so much to Brian Thomas for putting it all together, and thanks to you for joining us each week. Make sure you're with us on Sunday night as we have our Instant Reaction Eagles Live podcast following the Eagles-Giants game at MetLife Stadium. I'm Dave Spadaro. Thanks so much. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. E-A!